Welcome back. Thank you for hitting that play button once again and tuning in to another episode of the Academics Podcast. I'm your host, Justin D. Barnett. In today's episode, I got a chance to sit down with RPA's Galena Idell. It's also a story that many people are going to be able to draw inspiration from. One, because she had to relocate from one major city to another in order to take on this opportunity of an internship. And also after that internship, she was then hired on as a full-time staff member at RPA. So RPA is a modern agency with the people first philosophy. They create work that matters to people for brands that matter to people in an environment where people matter. Their success comes from focusing on the right things, people, relationships, and results. Their people first culture helps them attract and retain the best talent in the business. Their long lasting client relationships are built on mutual trust that is increasingly rare in the ad industry. And everything they do is in service of growing their clients' profit margins. They are a collective of specialists with deep benches of talent in every discipline that a modern marketer needs today. All collaborating together with a shared philosophy and shared goal. RPA's clients include Honda, Farmers Insurance, Pocky, Apartments.com, Lazy Boy, Dole, TikTok, and much more. This interview took place at RPA where Galena and I are currently employed. Galena and I talk about those things as well as many other interesting topics. This episode is a must listen. Enjoy. Welcome to Academics. Today's guest is someone that I've gotten to know during my internship here at RPA. She was actually one of the first people I met outside of my team. Um, We've randomly bumped into each other through the hallways. Um, Recently, she spoke on a panel for a LA internship event, and she dropped a lot of gems um, while on that panel. So I I figured it would only be right that I interviewed her for the podcast and so she can spread some of this knowledge and information on. So um, first of all, thank you for taking the time to sit down with me. I'm here with Galena Idell. How are you? I'm doing well. I want to thank you. It was actually an honor to get asked to do this podcast. I feel like I want to help out as much as I can with any place that I am, and not, I'm not that far up in this, you know, on the ladder just yet. But any knowledge I can give, and I'm glad that the Think LA panel was very helpful. I think um, it was nice to hear that you know somebody entry level can still give some worth of knowledge. So thank you. Yeah, no, no problem. I think I think entry level people actually have been um, the best interviews for me personally, just because their their experience is more relevant. They recently graduated. They're in the same shoes as a lot of people who are listening, so they can, you know, it, it just makes more sense. Um, but yeah, can you start with just giving a self introduction? Sure. Who you are, what you do? Absolutely. So my name is Galena Adel, as Justin stated. So I did just graduate recently in May 2018 from the University of Illinois in Champaign Urbana, um, and that's a Big Ten State School of Illinois. Um, I, while I was at Illinois, I was actually one of those people, and I'm sure this can resonate with a lot of advertising professionals, but I wanted to do anything and everything that I can. I wanted to be involved in like any organization or club that I was able to. So while there, I was actually involved in a multitude of things. I did for a majority of my time for actually all four years, I was in a dance group called Dance to Excess Caliente, which is a Latin dance group on campus. And we have performances that range from Chicago, Michigan, um, at one point, where else was it? I don't know. Champagne, even. So um, that was a big part of my career. Uh, then American Advertising Federation, which is AAF. I was in a couple of organizations within that, 
one of them being NSAC, which is the National Student Advertising Competition. Hashtag Ocean Spray. We didn't win, but it was a fun run. Um, I was also involved with a lot of uh, side things. For example, I was a TA for um, a class. So essentially, when you're a freshman, you're, um, it's mandatory for you to take workshops on sexual assault, alcohol, and diversity. And I was a TA for the class that you speak on sexual assault, but that class spoke on a lot of things. Um, as well as just societal standards, what's going on in society, how we can help with, and it, you know, it mentioned a lot of things. It mentioned um, alcohol abuse, it mentioned, it mentioned mental health, it mentioned um, what else is there, diversity, it mentioned how, you know, a lot of myths that get portrayed in our society, especially a lot of the times in the media, um, and how we can break those myths and how we can help every, each other out, essentially. Um, so I'm very big on wanting to have a voice and represent people who aren't usually re represented. I want to have a say in a lot of you know things that are larger than life in my opinion um, and so those are the three main things I focused on in college which was kind of a lot but I think it really molded me to be a better advertising professional in the future just because I learned a lot of people skills I learned a lot of things that I can you know transferable skills that aren't just advertising related but just you know as cliche as it sounds like just learn how to be a better human to other people um, so I think that was a very important step in my career path I think that pretty much covers it. Those twenty minutes of me talking. <laughs> how I mean, I'm glad that you mentioned like how many like the organizations that yeah. you did outside of school. Like, how important do you think it is for people on campus to take yeah. advantage of those type of things? It's funny because when I was involved in so many things, I got spread so thin that at one point I had to like. It came down to like, what am I supposed to quit? Like, which one do I have to quit because I can't do all of them along with my schoolwork, along with like my on campus job. And um, and it came to that point where somebody mentioned, you know, like, well, your dance group doesn't really do anything for your career. Like, quit that. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like, that's the one thing I will not give up. And I think a lot of that came from, like, you have to be well-rounded well to be in this um, in this industry, I think. And, I, and that really just, you know, it showed... It showed me what my values were, and I think my values stood outside of just reading the theoreticals of how advertising should be, and more so like playing that theory out in person and seeing how things are supposed to be, and like how to interact with different cultures, different people, showcasing you know what's important, and not just using that as like a talking point for interviews. You know, like I think it kind of boils my blood a little bit when diversity is like a throwing in like a here's a bonus point for why our advertising agency is great and it's like that should be the expectation that shouldn't be the plus one of like why we're great that should be the baseline and so I think like knowing that I was so hesitant to give up anything outside of like advertising um, that really pushed me to understand myself more and I think those were such valuable and like invaluable things to learn and I wouldn't have learned them had I just been in my advertising group had I just been in like I did AMA for like a second, um, and had I been just involved with those, I would have not learned even half of the things that I think I learned as my about myself and the industry. So I think they're extremely important to, to partake in. I mean, like, don't overdo it and don't spread yourself too thin to the point where you can't be helpful to any of them. But definitely take your chances and take your time and test things out because, like, it's the only time you're able to do that really with the time constraints and like everything's typically if you're like on an on-campus field, everything's close to you, so it's easier to do then than not realizing to do that and then having to jumble work and whatever the case when you actually move into your entry level positions. Got it, got it. 
Okay, so um, your your official position here at RPA is a product coordinator. What exactly does that mean? What do you do? Oof. So <laughs> let's just start by the fact that I was actually an account intern, and my school was very big on advertising. We had a major specific to that, but they were really big on glorifying full-service agencies, I think. They were big on telling us the big ones, like you had your research, you had your media, you had your creative and strategy. Um, we had some classes in like SEO and Google AdWords and strategy beyond brand and creative, but it wasn't as in-depth. So coming into RPA, I was like, let's just start with account. I want to see what's available because I know, especially in advertising, in my opinion, a lot of the titles and roles don't really matter because what account means here means something vastly different elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, so with product, um, what actually ended up happening was I was applying to any entry-level role I can at RPA after my internship because <laughs> my team actually didn't have space at the time. Yeah. And I saw strategy um, in their team name, and I was like, I want to do strategy. I want to be a little bit more, use my brain power in a different way than account used it. And so I applied, and <laughs> part of their interview questions were like SEO-based, which is search engine optimization. And like, I, I kid you not, that stuff scared me in college. Like I hated that class, I didn't do well, I didn't understand like the point and the concept of keywords and like what works and what doesn't, how a website should work, how like what metadata is. And it was funny because like that was the one position that got back to me and said, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because it was such a new team, I have to play kind of hybrid roles. So my title product coordinator technically should be assisting with our product is the Honda website. And so there I'd be assisting with brainstorms, um, creating strategic briefs sometimes if need be from client asks. Um, our team is there to help brainstorm and provide uh, direction for how a website should be built or how certain components should be changed or built um, based on a latitude of different things. But mainly um, another one of our tasks is to write documentation for the developers to build that site the certain way, um, if that makes any sense at all. But that's like the main core role of our product team right now. I think we're expanding to do a lot more um, personalization-based things on the website. Um, we're trying to you know, make our website as user-friendly as possible and listen to all the outside sources that tell us what works and what doesn't for users because essentially that's what our team is to do. It's to take the brain power of computer science, or like take the brain power of like working with um, like a digital platform and making it user-friendly. And so then on top of that, I initially, when I started out, I had to help with the SEO, I had to help the SEO analyst with um, her work. And so I kind of got roped into both roles. So I do reporting for Honda for monthly reporting, just like seeing how the general health of the website is going. Um, I also work on little hand one-offs, like providing um, structured data for certain websites, for like the landing pages that it pretty much tells the search engines like, how things should be read or like it, it gives them an easier way to read um, what's on the site to like show that it's more valuable for users. So when somebody searches like Honda CRV, they should get the automobiles Honda CRV vehicle landing page instead of this like civic hatchback, for example. Um, so I work on like little things like that. So it's very much a startup team in a full like based foundation of a service, like an agency. Mm-hmm. So we're still kind of playing around with what our titles actually mean and where we stand within different teams. But yeah, it's been great so far and I think it's been a great learning experience just within um, not having such a structure and being able to build from the ground up and like build your own process and paths of how you should accomplish certain goals. Yeah. So. 
So you just mentioned how small your team is and it's yeah. a startup team. Um, who, who else is on your team and who do you report to directly? Awesome. So yeah, so I actually, funny enough, we, so the old SEO analyst, she is now a product manager. So she's full on like working with the Honda website, not really doing uh, much SEO work, but she oversees my SEO work because she was the previous SEO analyst. Okay. Um, we are looking to hire currently, so we're kind of in the um, midst of that. But basically, she's my overseer. Her name is Holly, and she is the one that helps me with my SEO work, helps to lead certain projects, um, gives me pointers, feedback, anything of that sort. Our overseer of our entire team, um, which also includes our intern, Kim, who is um, strictly product as well. And we also have Colin, who is our VP, and he is also a, he's a, a VP of the digital product strategy team. And so really me and Holly are the ones that are working through SEO at the same time. I've roped our, um, our intern Kim into some SEO work slightly. So we've all gotten a bit bits and pieces of both roles um, in our team. And so that's our tiny little team. Okay, got it. Small team, big brain power. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did you initially get into advertising? What was your, your first like exposure to it and how did you when did you yeah. decide that this is what you wanted to pursue? That's a great question. I initially wanted to do business. I just knew for a fact I was in the medical brain. I'm like, I'm just never going to be okay with that. I can't do it. Um, and that's not true. I just didn't have the passion for it. Um, I think we can put do anything we want to if we put our minds to it. <laughs> but I just knew that that wasn't my path. I was never really into like being a doctor or a lawyer or anything of that sort. But... Um, my orientation for my school, I told my counselor and I'm like, hey, like I want to be in business. And for that, for our school of business, you have to apply to get in after your freshman year. And if you don't get in at that point, you don't get in at all. Mm. Like you can't apply any other time. And I came into the school as a general studies um, major. So at one point you have to pick your path. And so she's like, I mean, business is great. She's like, not to say that you can't do it, but a lot of people have backups because it is a very difficult um, college to get into. And so, or like, we have like College of Business, College of Media and stuff, mm -hmm. that's why I said college. But she's like, it's very difficult to get into, so if you want to test things out, advertising is a great field. And at that point, I didn't even know that was a major, so I'm like, you know what, that sounds kind of fun, like, let's test it out. And so I took the introductory course for um, our advertising major, and of course, they sold it very well. <laughs> they advertised their course <laughs> extremely well, and I fell in love with it. Um, at the end, I took like another like supplementary introductory course that was more like uh, tight knit. There was like eight kids versus like a whole lecture hall worth, and we actually got to visit certain agencies in Chicago, and I like fell in love because I'm like this is the perfect balance between work hard, play hard. Like people were, I mean, like full stock bars at like at the time when you're like 18, 19, you're like yes, this is my place. And so like obviously that was a selling point for me. But I think a lot of it was just seeing that it was very led by people it was led by humans and it wasn't like tedious work I don't think I mean everyone that we talked to was like my day-to-day -day is different all the time I never have, do the same thing twice they're always constantly learning and I mean I think advertising and the platforms we use are always constantly changing and you just have to like keep up and if you don't keep up it's like super fast-paced and I think that that's what really drew me into the world of advertising and then I took more courses I eventually applied to the major got in really enjoyed all my courses, really enjoyed all the extracurriculars I was a part of. Um, and I think that's what really got me into advertising because had I, I didn't even know that was a major. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, being from Chicago, going to the University of Illinois, or being from Illinois, sorry. 
Um, what got you interested in LA and specifically RPA? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what it is about the Midwest people, but we just love to dream about California. And mm-hmm. like that's, for some reason, that's been a big dream of mine. I mean, my cousins li- moved out here um, a couple of years, like a good amount of time ago. And they lived in San Francisco. And when I went to visit them, I obviously went to like visit Stanford, da da da. And everything was just gorgeous. And I loved the feel of California at that time. I was obsessed with it, not realizing Southern and Northern California are vastly different things. But I just, I I don't know. I always wanted that California feel. I always wanted to be here. I wanted to try it out. And I think, you know, as much as I love Chicago, as much as I love its culture and like who, like Chicago raised me pretty much. And like, as much as I love that, it was my comfort zone. And I knew that at the end of the day, if I had stayed there another year past my college, I would have no reason to leave. And fun fact, or like funny enough, like during a career fair in Chicago um, with my AAF organization, RPA was there and I hadn't heard of them before then because a a lot of our other locations are more remote, like, and work with like specific, very niche things. It's not the full service agency that Santa Monica has. And so I was talking to the recruiter, and she was super cool, loved her, and I was like, yeah, like, this is a dope place, and um, I ended up applying to the internship, and they're like, yeah, it's in Santa Monica, California, we have ones in Chicago, but, like, this is the full, like, full experience. I'm like, say less, <laughs> like, let's do it. Um, and I did it as, like, a just, like, why not? Like, they say no, they say no, and I really didn't think I would get it, and then I got a phone call during my, like, night class, and they're like, yeah, we want to offer you the internship in California, and, like, that was, like, music to my ears to hear, because I'm like, this is, first of all, low commitment, because it's just an internship, that's all I'm agreeing to, it's three months in the summer in fucking LA, like, am I allowed to swear? Of course, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what if it's PG-13, I don't know, <laughs> but I was like, fucking California, like, absolutely, and I mean, it was rough to, like, come out here for my parents because I think a lot of part of my background is that we immigrated from Ukraine when I was three years old and so a lot of their dependency falls on me so mm. you know things that seem very very like minuscule to us like making sure the email is correct like grammar is correct making sure this phone call is made keeping then keeping things on track and just helping out where I can that was a really hard thing to like a barrier to like cross pretty much but I was like, it's low commitment. I'm not going to stay there past these three months. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> um, I low-key forgot the question you asked because I feel like I just rambled for 30 minutes. No, you minutes. actually answered it, so no, no oh, worries. Oh, okay, no good. Worries. But that's essentially, I was like, I wanted to see if I can do it. Essentially, that was like my big thing is like, can I live in California by myself? Can I be self-sufficient and like work in this industry? Because I know it's not very easy to get into the roles in advertising in California or like in LA, New yeah, York, Chicago, yeah. anything. So yeah. it was more of a self-test yeah. of strength. Uh, one thing that I've actually been wondering myself and haven't gotten an answer from is like when people move here from a different place, just to intern, like what's the, what's the moving process like? Does our the, does the company help with their moving? Um, well, yeah, actually, so the recruiter that called me and offered the position, I did ask him, I'm like, hey, like, what's the best way to find a place to live? Because I'm not really sure, like, what to do. Yeah. Um, and he gave me some pointers. He's like, you know, check, cra- check Craigslist, check this, check that, check Facebook Marketplace. I mean, I also did, like, I think I used my resources and, like, I had a plethora of people to ask in my organization because our chapter for AAF is like, the largest in the nation. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had plenty of people to ask. And at that time, it's funny because, like, most of us typically stay in Chicago or New York with AAF, but some of them do end up moving to LA. So, like, a lot of my professors were offering, like, hey, I, we know so-and-so used to be, like, an alumni from, I don't know, alum, alumni, whatever, 
grammar is not my thing. But um, they're like, I know so-and-so that used to, you know, graduated recently and they live in LA. Let me connect you to um, LinkedIn. I honestly just thought like, what would you do in the summer? And I'm like, UCLA, obviously they have like summer, ha- like, summer classes. So yeah. they probably have summer housing. Um, I ended up actually, funny enough, one, my roommate currently who lived here a year before me, um, cause she graduated a year earlier, lived with a friend whose friend reached out to me because she was going to LA too. So mm-hmm. it's like weird, but basically my friend's friend, friend reached out to me <laughs> on Facebook and she's like, hey, I'm moving there too. Yeah. And I heard you know so-and-so and she recommended for you guys, for like for me to reach out. So let's live together. So we ended up looking for a place in UCLA, um, got an apartment there, like subleased an apartment, which was not as hard as I thought it would be. Um, it was actually really easy, but it was expensive, especially being in Westwood, um, UCLA, and in like a nicer, it was like one of those like fun luxury uh, student living apartments, but they, you know, significantly lowered the price for the summer, but that's what I ended up doing. But the search wasn't, it wasn't the search that was hard, it was like the timing of the search, because I needed to do it quicker, like sooner rather than later, because um, I went from like graduating to essentially moving out here. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't bad, and I think it's you need to use your resources if you have them, and like if not, reach out to people on LinkedIn. Like if somebody randomly like LinkedIn me and they're like, "Hey, I'm moving to LA, and you live there, and I see you're from Chicago. How did you do it?" I'd be more than happy to help. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those things where you just have to like utilize anything you can to help yourself out. Got it. Thank you. Okay, so let's rewind to the internship, or okay. let's stay on that subject. Cool. Um, what did you expect going into the internship, and what was um, your your initial thoughts joining the agency I, and, and you, throughout the duration? Good question. Okay, so my <laughs> the interview they set up for my Skype one, um, they were like, hey, so here's some pointers. You'll be interviewing with so-and-so, and it's for Honda. So talk about your like, like for cars. Talk, talk about like how you enjoy that. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't like cars. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't care for that. Um, so it was one of those things where I, it, I mean, like, honestly, hearing Honda as a client, I'm like, damn, like, what's up? Like, I got it. I made it. <laughs> um, but that was really fun for me. And if anything, I think what really sold them for me, or like, what it really sold me was that I was able to say, like, while I don't really care for, like, cars per se, I really do care about doing passionate, like, good work and, you know, showcasing my own efforts and showcasing my reputation well. And um, that was a really cool thing. So I think hearing that I was going to be on Honda was like a really good talking point to people. Like if you went around and you're like, yeah, I work for Honda, I think that's a pretty big deal. Um, Not to say that you should like go for the sexy brands per se, but like it was a cool thing to say coming out of, you know, college to an internship of Honda. I was a fan. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I was a little nervous and it was like, you know, full service Santa Monica agency with 800 plus people. I was a little nervous, especially with account. Like, I didn't know what to expect because I was doing region or Honda regional digital marketing for emails, mm. and so I'm like, I don't know what this entails. And it, honestly, it was very, very overwhelming at first because you, there's a lot of information to take in, and you're like, what the hell does this all mean? Like, there's acronyms, there's RPA process, and there's Honda process, and there's so many things to get used to that I was like, shit, like I can't do this. And I think like. I know this is going to be a later question. I'm sorry. I'm like jumping the gun with this, but like, it's okay to be overwhelmed and it's very common. And it sh- if anything, it should happen or else you're not learning. Yeah. Um, 
And I think that was a big thing for me. Like my first week, my expectations were significantly like, I need to get this shit done or <laughs> else I'm out of here. Um, and so, yeah. So I don't know what to expect, but it definitely didn't end up being what I expected, if that makes any sense. Definitely, it yeah. does. It does. So you actually ended up, um, like you mentioned earlier, getting hired on full-time after yeah. your internship. Mm-hmm. What was the process of that? Um, so... Like I said earlier, I think I mentioned how my team didn't have any, uh, like my account team didn't have any spots for hire at the time, but um, my supervisor was fond of me and she's like, you know, if you do want to stay at RPA, I would have no problem recommending you elsewhere. Um, And I ended up just like randomly applying to every entry level position that we have at RPA. Um, Not every, but the main ones that I felt I was qualified for. So Mm -hmm. I applied to two account entry levels and then the product one. and it's funny because like I didn't in- initially want to apply to the product one, but somebody that was, that was already on the Autos website team was walking by my desk, and I met her because she was also new and started around the same time I did, so we were kind of familiar. And she's like, "Hey, what are you doing? Like, are you trying to stay here?" And I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh well, I just met um, like so like Holly, who would technically be your supervisor if you applied to this product role. You should apply." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I don't know SEO. Like, I'm not gonna th- I, okay. Like, I guess, but I'm not gonna <laughs> get it." And she's like, "Dude, just try it." And then she introduced me to Holly the next day had like a five minute like five minute like hello I'm Galena goodbye um and then it was also luck because that team just needed an entry-level person they were starting up they needed you know they needed people and I was like let me be the sponge for you and you'd be the entry-level person for your role and like they're like fine let's do it just don't leave us (laughs) in six months just don't (laughs) don't bounce on us but like other than that like go for it and I think that was a main learn like learning point for me too because I'm like damn like really entry level whenever people say that they're really just looking for someone who's willing to learn and is passionate and enthusiastic about it like they can't they will never expect you to know everything in the process wise or like if you have to use certain softwares or whatever the case like they're willing to teach you that as long as you're teachable that's all they look for and so it was kind of like half networky half just applying to roles within our agency that helped me out um But I think before that, within my internship, I was always very adamant about like helping my team out. And because my email team was like two people in general, like it was Mm -hmm. like two people. So there wasn't much on that end. So I would would always ask people around me that I'm like, that are like still on Honda, but like people around me like, hey, do you need help? Do you need this? I'd walk to like other areas and like go to different um, departments of Honda. So like I went to the traditional team sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, do you need help? Because I made a friend over there. So like I asked her. I would go to our autos team website. Um, I'm like, hey, do you guys need any help? Because they didn't have an intern at the time. So like, I would definitely make my rounds and be like, if anybody needs some help, I'm available because I don't have much to do. And like, I think having that FaceTime with me was also helpful because at that point, there were a lot more people that can vouch for me and my work ethic. And I think that was also what helped push forward like the interviews and like making sure that, you know, they're like, we know this person well enough to say she's good enough to hire. So I think that was a really helpful thing too, just to always be like, let's help, let's be ready to help. Like, don't ever just sit at your desk bored. Like, granted, yeah, there were days where I'm like, I am just filling air right now. Like, I'm not doing anything. But like, yeah. always make sure that you know, like, saying you're bored at an agency with all the files on your computer. Like, you can look through those. Yeah. You know. So I think that's what one thing is. Like, I always try to put my best foot forward, and I think that helped out. Okay. Good advice. Um, what is the average day like for you? Mm. <laughs> like Honestly, what time do you come into the office it ranges because sometimes okay so i usually come in my uh, my supervisor and i have a deal that i can come in between 9 and 9 30. this week specifically i've been coming in at like 8 
So <laughs> I hear a raise and I'm just kidding. Um, but it ranges. I, it, I'm going to just say typically between 9 and 9.30. Um, and then I would leave probably like, I don't know, average 6. Um, sometimes I would work at home a little bit. But the thing about my role is that I, or the thing about me and my role is that I always want to make sure that I understand everything fully and understand everything to the point where I'm like, I know I can answer the why am I doing this. And because of that, it takes a lot more to like learn the behind the scenes in the background before you actually start doing the work, which mm-hmm. is why it might take me longer some days or like why I might come in earlier some d- other days. Um, so my day to day, I don't have that many meetings. I mean, I've been pulled into more just because I'm playing a hybrid role right now. But if it's not a meeting, it's usually just working on whatever that month calls for. So I did have a long term project, was, which was the... Um, making the Honda website ADA compliant. And that was like a long-term thing that took up most of my time. But aside from that, sometimes I'll have like monthly reporting, which would take like anywhere between a week and a week and a half. I'll have little one-off projects that people need at the time, which takes a couple of days. So it really just depends on what people need from our team at the time. Other than that, I'm sitting in on brainstorms. I And then for those brainstorms, I like to prepare a little bit and like read up on, especially for our Honda website, like it's nice to know what competitors are doing and how they're building their site and like, what's useful for them that could potentially be useful for us. So like I'll look into competitor websites and read up on some things, read up on blogs, seeing what's going on with like for SEO, like industry updates. Um, I also really like to read uh, cultural briefs by Sparks and Honey. Mm-hmm. So I always, they're, in a cult, they're a consultancy agency. Okay. What's um, it called? Sparks and Honey. Sparks and Honey. Yeah, and they have a yearly uh, culture brief that goes over like cultural trends that are going on for the year and I like love that shit I live for it so they also have like um, I think a weekly trend talk where they just talk about what's going on in the, like in social media and like daily trends or weekly trends or whatever the case um, so I really love reading that stuff so I, I do like to keep up with the industry too like sometimes I'll read ad week or ad age and stuff like that um, but yeah my day just really is just depending on what we need and i know i have my like main things like reporting or whatever the case but sometimes it's just like little projects here and there got it um so what what's what would you say is the most difficult part of your job well considering the fact that i came in with no technical experience nor any um seo related experience i think i got myself into a role where i knew very little and i didn't feel qualified for it because like i said before like applying to the account roles I'm like I'm ready like this is I've worked these skills well like in college I was an account person for like my organizations Mm -hmm. you know I've done a lot of things that help me prep for this but this role specifically like I have to do a lot of background work to understand it and I still have to like sometimes sit back and like refresh my brain about like what I need to do how I need to accomplish it like who I need to talk to Um, and so I think the difficult part was just like grasping everything in the timely manner and I think that was the hardest thing is you have to learn so much and be the student and the teacher at the same time and make sure everything's done at the right deadline so um yeah I think just like honestly it's also been difficult just learning your own like strengths and weaknesses and I think acknowledging those and being very self-aware of like what you need to work on and being respond like what is it called responsive I don't know I'm forgetting the word like being open to taking feedback and working mm-hmm. from it um that's been pretty like yeah it's i mean i think a lot of with work like it distracts me from like moving here sometimes because i think that's also been a difficult part is like adjusting to being in a new place um 
you know, you kind of, especially in LA, because a lot of my AAF people went to New York or Chicago, you lose a big support group, you know, mm-hmm. coming from college, a tight-knit family group, probably friends you met in college that became like your friends for life type thing. You know, you lose a lot of support, especially moving out here with no family. And so, you know, juggling your emotional, term, like whatever is going on with that, like just juggling a lot of emotional things that are going for you, like that might might not be a good day. And like your bad day gets even worse because, you know, sometimes you feel like you don't have that backbone with you to support you. So like juggling that in work has been hard sometimes. But I think, again, like it's all been a learning experience. And I think it's all been very helpful for me to understand how I work in you know, like times of trouble, I guess you can say, like times yeah. of pressure. Um, so it's been difficult, but also helpful. Okay. What yeah. would you say is the best part? What do you enjoy the most? <laughs> Ooh, okay. I honestly, this is also very corny, but I live for the brainstorms we have when mm-hmm. it comes to how to build new components or how to edit the ones we already have. Like, I just love collaboration. <laughs> I'm a very, I feel like I, I find myself a very social person. I like people, I like talking to people, I like having different, hearing different perspectives and views and like understanding things in a different light because I feel like sometimes the way I think of a sentence is very different from what someone else says. And like the way we use a website is very different from, you know, like somebody would be like, oh, I usually use this, like click on the right-hand side. I'm like, no, no, no but the left-hand side makes sense type thing. And so I live for the brainstorms. I think they build on a lot of perspective, a lot of research, a lot of like consumer data. And like, I think like learning the psychology behind why people do certain things or how they do it and like what they're used to and like combining a lot of different efforts into understanding how to build the one website, I think is very, very fun for me. And I mean, obviously seeing it full through, I think it's really rewarding to know that you worked hard and especially because you have to do so much background things for yourself and like, Feeling that actually like getting paid out and being rewarded, I think is really nice for me to, I mean, you know, you like to like brag sometimes and yeah. I feel like, you know, if you go through those hard times sometimes, you're like, when is this going to end? Like, when is it going to be worth it for me to be here? And then it hits that point where you're like, we finally launched this, or we finally accomplished this. And I think those are really big steps into like knowing how much work and effort you put into it, finally being recognized. Yeah. So I think that's what I would answer to that. Okay. Um let's rewind a little bit and go back to to school so a lot of colleges including mine combine the advertising major with public relations Mm -hmm. Um, I see that you studied a little public relations too Mm -hmm. Um, and you also did some internships prior to getting into advertising Mm -hmm. and PR Um, I think a lot of students are trying to navigate if they want to go with PR Mm -hmm. if they want to go with advertising Um, what were your your what's your experiences like with interning in PR gotcha so I would like to think that my PR experience is very limited. And I say this because um, my internship for PR, my main one was um, when I studied abroad in Australia Mm. at their Edelman office. And I will admit, I wasn't the best intern. And I think a lot of that was, it's a different culture, it's a different lingo, it's a different way of understanding things. And there was a lot of things that I was not able to do like for example like a press release I wasn't really able to step in and write those or help mm-hmm. with those I mean I did step in with brainstorms and I helped with their um, Adobe account and help with like how we should showcase certain things and like if uh, we had a new product launch for Adobe like how we should portray it on Twitter versus Facebook versus Instagram 
I also help with a lot of administrative tasks, like helping with um, keeping their like influencer network all together. So because in PR, you have to really know a lot of different businesses, know a lot of different um, ways of work, different people even to reach out to for you know showcasing your work. And that was, I mean, again, like I feel like it was just a blur for me because I didn't know it. I still can't really even tell you the difference between PR and advertising. Okay. It's so hard for me to differentiate. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's so funny because whenever I like, I literally have like researched this and written it down for myself to know the difference. But I like, I don't know. I can't tell you. But like, <laughs> what's cool is that those internships and like the other PR internship I had was with like um, my dance. So my dance group was under a an event planning company who did performances elsewhere that weren't just related to our school. And so with them, I helped, you know, uh, do more of the social media type stuff. So more focused on advertising our certain dance events or performances, helping sell merchandise at the actual performances, helping them with whatever they needed when it came to like getting certain people wristbands, getting certain people on the list, whatnot. So it very much ranges. And I think PR is very, um, from my classes anyway, what I took from it is, <clears throat> I don't even know how to answer that. Because I, my main, for some reason, what's sticking out to me is my crisis communications um, class for PR. And we had to, like, basically prep ourselves for if there was a crisis for our company, how would we battle it? What questions would we ask? How would we deal with reporters? How would we deal with the media, pretty much? And, like, how do we combat any false, I don't know, like, gossip? Because it's hard to, like, control gossip, especially in the media. Like, the westernized culture fucking lives for that shit. Like, so it's one of those things where I learned how to... Talk in a manner that's not opinion-based, and I think that's really hard for a lot of us. So you have to really talk in factual stances, I think, and that's what that class taught me. And I think PR is very much alike in the sense that you have to, like, I don't know. You just have to... Give me a minute. I don't know. <laughs> but um, that's basically what I can tell you. I feel like I learned a little bit more from my classes because I tried harder to learn from those. Wasn't the best intern for my PR internships but I learned from those as well okay. and I did better. And I think, again, like being an intern in a different country was one beneficial because I got to see a lot of case studies that they did, which is also really cool because they, Edelman, uh, they do a trust brand, a brand trust barometer study every year. And that pretty much goes, talks about how like um, people are trusting the media. Are they trusting the media, the government, brands, da, 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 how that's all going. Um, so that was really cool to be a part of and read. And that's a lot of what I did at Edelman was just a lot of reading, understanding, seeing what they do, seeing what they have done in the past. Um, so, yeah. Um, so that wasn't helpful. And no, I'm no, sorry, it, was, it was helpful. But... <laughs> so let's, let's stay on the topic of Edelman. Like, sure. So I follow like a lot of mm -hmm. advertising news and stuff. And yeah. one of the big things going on is Edelman is venturing into being like advertising services. As opposed to just PR. I didn't know that. Huh, that was my question. Did you have any? <laughs> no. Nope. Okay. I did not know that, but yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense a little bit. <laughs> but I'm wondering how they're going to do that. And I'm wondering how that's going to affect advertising agencies around. I think the entire industry is worried about it. Are just curious about I, it. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's like a... It's. Kind of, I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look into that. All right. So earlier you, you also spoke about... Um, visiting different agencies mm -hmm. in Chicago. Yeah. So I'm wondering, in your opinion, or from what you see, how does the Chicago ad scene differ from the LA ad scene? Mm. 
That's a good question. Um, well, I feel like it's not so much the ad scene, but it's like the opportunity of work is different. I think LA is known to be more entertainment based and it's known to be more fun and more opportunity to do cooler things. Where I think, I don't, the thing is I haven't interned really in Chicago per se, so I wish I had and had more knowledge based on that. But I think it's just, I don't know, like, I, f I don't know how, to, I don't know if I'm saying this right in the right sense, but I feel like there's a little bit more life to advertising in LA, New York versus mm -hmm. Chicago. I think mm -hmm. Chicago stays pretty like, I don't know. Because now I'm like thinking of certain agencies that do different work and I know Leo Burnett's a huge one that's amazing and like they do some great work but like I feel like for some reason I associate LA with a lot more like life and entertainment and fun yeah. in advertising. I think that's true of Chicago too. I, I just think it's the work that you're able to produce and like the clients you work with are different. Um, I think there's also a lot more opportunity for at one point in time, I wanted to do beauty and skincare related things, and there was like nothing in Chicago, but like New York and LA were filled with that stuff. So I think it's like what section of advertising you want to go into, and if you even want to go into advertising, because I feel like a lot more client based things are elsewhere, because I feel like a lot more client based things might live in different cities, like aside from LA. So I don't know. Got it. So I know this is, you took it like an entry level role yeah. uh, anywhere you could fit in. What are your goals like outside of what you're doing now? Like in the future, where do you want to go in advertising? What do you want to be? Oof, I've been asked this question recently and I like sincerely for the first time in a very, very long time, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> like I kid you not, I thought about this because my one year for this role is coming up in September mm -hmm. and I do want to stay in it for sure. I, I think I haven't learned to my fullest extent yet and I'm like, I want to finish off that lesson and see where I am in the next two years. Um, I don't know if I want to like stay in ad agency side. I might want to hit the client side. I might want to hit a startup. And I, the thing is like, I don't know if I want to do those yet. It's just like a thought for me. Yeah. Because like it, it for me like as I said before when I first started, I I feel like I want to be well rounded, and I feel like learning something about client side and startups would be really helpful to like learn the life of you know an advertising professional because I feel like a lot of them move around so often that it's like I have my agency experience which. Obviously, it's different everywhere, so I can't base it all on that. But I think it'd be interesting to learn different disciplines when it came to working in a startup versus like client side. Um, so I might want to roll into those. I don't know, maybe even tech. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm getting a lot of website experience. I might even want to go into like the Googles, and that's about all I want to go into of the tech world. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Okay. It's it's a very big question mark for me. I think. I also tend to like look forward a lot where I'm like, let me just take a minute and breathe and just like look at right now because like I feel like a lot of us tend to always want the next step and I'm like, this yeah. is where you want to be for so long, like yeah. take it in and let it settle and like understand that you've gotten to a point where you ima only imagined before. So mm -hmm. like let yourself, you know, digest that yeah. and then you can think about the next year or whatnot. So I don't know. Okay. So any advice for anyone looking into getting into... um product development mm. or being a product coordinator um honestly if it's entry level just take the shot and go for it like shoot your shot you might get a no you might get a yes i um, think more so like what what qualities um ooh, good one okay. do you think they should have if they're interested yeah, in yeah because i was going to say like there are books on this stuff but like i don't find them as helpful because of what i found in my position is like you kind of just have to do the work to understand the work yeah the books will give you theories and basics and like base level understanding but um 
I think what you have to be is a lot of, you have to remember who you're working for and working with. You have to remember that your products are meant for people. Your products are meant for a certain target. Your products are meant to have the best user experience and usability that they can. So you have to, you know, be a mediator in meetings. You have to understand everyone's point of view and strategize based on that. You have to be willing to learn and be a sponge because you have to learn a lot of different disciplines and, you know, understand them well enough to like how they impact what your role is in the meeting slash whatever you're working on, whatever your product is, because ours is a digital product, whereas like actual products um, might have a different way of working out. Uh, you have to, what else do you have to be? There's, we had like literally a slide on this in our 101 presentation <laughs> and I can't think of anything, but like, oof. I think the main ones that I found were really, really, like, you have to be compassionate. You have to understand different um, ways of people working. You have to be able to know how to communicate with different personalities and different work styles because I feel like the way you talk to a developer should be very different from how you talk to someone in an account, from very different from, like, how you should explain something to someone in um, strategic planning. So, like, it's a lot of understanding and being, like, what is that called? Wow, I can't think of the adjective or the, the phrase for it, but you just have to like feel out different personalities and you shouldn't have to like go up to be like, how should I talk to you? Yeah. You should just kind of like understand that, sit at the table, absorb it and be like, okay, so you learn things this way. You have to be like um, that kind of, what is that called? Adapt, you have to be able to Yeah, there, wow, okay. You want the job or what? <laughs> you have to be, yeah, exactly. You have to be adaptable. You have to know how to communicate, be a mediator, be, you know, a good team player, I think, overall. Um, know when you're right and learn how to admit it. Know when you're, or know when you're wrong and learn how to admit it, but also understand when you're right, don't brag about it. Um, I think at the core of it, this is so RPA. I'm, like, just be a people, be a person, be like yeah. a human being and like, learn that it's not just about your team, it's always gonna be a team effort to get things done and like, yeah, know how to say when there's a problem in a different way, be a good problem solver. Okay, yeah. well, well, Galena, thank you for sitting down with me. I really appreciate it. Um, what's the best way listeners can get in touch with you for any advice on anything? Oof, okay. Or for any reason. Uh, LinkedIn would be the best one, which is Galena Adele. It's just my um, first and last name. I am on Instagram, it is Gala Bills. <laughs> <laughs> Love feel free it. to do that I'm very open with that that's also my Twitter I mean I don't usually talk to people on Twitter but if you feel like that's the best way <laughs> go for it okay. um, those are the main three and I mean I guess like email I think that's a good one I forgot about that but uh, email is g-e-y-d-e-l 18 at gmail.com and yeah sounds good thank you yeah thank you for having me this is right. a pleasure no problem What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you want to keep up with us outside of these podcasts, make sure you follow us on Instagram. That's at Academics, A-D-C-A-D-E-M-I-C-S. And you can follow me personally. My handle on all social platforms is at Justin D. Barnett. You can also email academicspodcast at gmail.com for any and all inquiries. Thank you. Class dismissed.